Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, when you were driving to work today, did you nearly get blown off the road with all this wind? Uh, I'll tell you, the answer is it felt like I was about to. I was sitting at a, a traffic light in a DTC not too far from here, and I ha- I don't think I've ever felt stronger winds buffeting my car and could actually feel it moving in a way that I felt today. I mean, it's really hazardous out there. And of course it's high winds and it's incredibly dry, low humidity. I mean, you're just, you are just hoping that there aren't huge fires that are, are being started as a result of this. this that today's kind of a nightmare. Did you yell out Toto? It's a twister. N- no. <laughs> okay. Just, just checking. Just wanted to make sure. No. I mean, everything everything was in black and white, and then suddenly it went into Technicolor. Uh, no, that 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 didn't happen. Honestly, with because we've had similar days with with the wind and the dry conditions that uh, have resulted in serious fires. I guess it's I, that's what goes to my mind first with all this. By right the now. way, I don't I don't mean to get sidetracked here, but for everybody listening and watching. MileHighSports.com, I have a really fun activity for you. Everyone believes you need to smoke pot in order to join this, uh, in order to enjoy this, and you don't. Are you familiar with the Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon? I, I oh, that uh, if you start the movie and you start the album at the same time, it matches up. Yes, close, close, very, very close. You, you start the movie on the second roar of the MGM lion. Okay. Okay. And it syncs up and it is so incredibly awesome. And if you sync it up perfectly, you know, when the house lands after the twister. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The fourth track on dark side of the moon is money. And right when Dorothy opens the door, ka-ching, Dum, 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 dum. It's crazy eerie. And it's like, it's as if Roger Waters composed Dark Side of the Moon in conjunction with Wizard of Oz. It is wild. And you do not have to be stoned to watch this. Oh, wow. Well, someone on YouTube has actually posted um, something just called The Dark Side of Oz. It's incredible. It really, Danny, um, have you ever seen this? Have you ever done this before? I've heard about it, but I haven't experienced it myself. I'm embarrassed to say I've probably done this over 50 times. It is incredible, and I would recommend it to anyone. And no, you don't have to smoke pot, even though it's legal. You don't have to smoke pot in order to enjoy it. It is unbelievably bizarre and totally cool. Mace. Those are your plans this weekend. <laughs> Danny, this is your homework assignment. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. 
Nikola Jokic said after last night's loss, as the Nuggets now trail the Warriors three zip, quote, it's not over. As long as we put in an effort like we did, we're going to be fine. They're a great team, but we've shown ourselves we can play with them, and it could be a really interesting game. Just continue to do that. Jokic said all the right things. Do you believe him? No, I don't. I mean, you know what it's, you I, know what it's like? You what? know what it was like? It's kind of like George Foreman and Muhammad Ali. And the Nuggets were George Foreman. And they were playing as well as they could have, specifically defensively. And at the very end, Ali knocked out Foreman just like the Warriors knocked out the Nuggets. Yeah. It, that was that yeah. was their best effort. I mean, the, the, it was their best effort really for the for for about 40 for about 45 minutes. It wasn't just their their best effort in terms of the, you know, the the hustle metrics as, as it were. The the Nuggets were out hustling, out scrapping, out fighting them, right? Mhm. And oh. and then in the last 3 minutes the Nuggets and in particular, Will Barton, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that later. Well, you know Lost what? The plot. I, I tell you what. I have certainly turned Will Barton into my personal pinata, <laughs> but I did that all season. Nobody wanted to believe me. Everybody thought Will Barton's a piece. This guy can score. He's had the most three-pointers in Nuggets history. I kept saying it over and over again. I remember when I first brought it up, you kind of looked at me like, you're nuts. Well, Sometimes in life, things come full circle to which last night, last night, unprompted at 1058, I get a text from Andrew Mason that says, I can't watch Will Barton anymore. Do tell, Mace. I mean, I didn't know you were going to make, I didn't know you were going to make that public, but why not? Why can't you watch? Listen, I, I, I've been saying that. Publicly, I, I, I can't I watch. Put the, simply put, I can't watch the bad decisions, and I can't uh, the, the the bad shooting decisions. To just playing hero ball and chucking it up, and uh, recklessly, and I can't watch him be him along with. Look, he wasn't the only one, but I can't watch him be a part of three guys standing like statues while Andrew Wiggins out hustles all of them for a rebound when he's in bad position to do so when the ball kicks off the rim leading to a layup. I mean, that I'd say if there was a moment where the game was lost, I think it was lost probably right there. You know what? I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to defend those knew, three guys. Uh, I'm going to tell you why, because I watched it just like you did. And what I saw was this. It's not as if, those guys, specifically Will Barton, did not make an effort for the rebound. Andrew Wiggins had a running start, and the ball bounced right where he was running. Will That's Barton why made that no happened. attempt to box out. I mean, that, I, can, I can hear every coach I ever had, every basketball coach I ever had screaming to, to block out. And, no, actually, and you're, Barton, right, you're right and, on and that. Barton never made an attempt to do it. With that, there that is... That's why I say, like, hey, they, they were out hustling the Warriors most of the game until it mattered the most. Well, you know what? I, I will. I'm going to take what you said, and I'm not going to disagree. Will Barton screwed up because of technique. He did not screw up because of hustle. Because when the ball caromed off the rim, 
he made an effort, just like the other three guys made an effort. But Wiggins had a running start. The ball basically bounced right in his hands. But to your point, Will Barton's technique of facing the basket instead of facing the Warriors bench, that was his problem because the ball should have bounced right to him if he was facing the basket. So I'm with you on that. But I don't think it was a hustle thing. It was a lack of focus and technique that cost them Wiggins getting the ball back. Well, I mean, he boxing out and blocking out, that's kind of a that, that's a hustle and grit thing. And he and he failed to do that. And when you had and look, when you have other guys there, if he takes care of Wiggins, if he's not in position, one of the other two guys, uh, one of the the other two guys there is presumably in position. It was just, it was it was kind of like those moments in football where you're like, okay, there are there are there are four defenders in the area and one receiver. And how did you let the receiver catch this ball? Except the difference is in that case, at least you have a quarterback kind of aiming it for aiming for it. Whereas in this case, it's, it's the ball bouncing. If you but bouncing off the rim and if you've got, and if you're properly positioned and you're boxing out, you're taking, you're, 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 you are, and if you get beat, if you do what you're supposed to do and you get beat, that happens. You tip your cap. Will Barton didn't do what he was supposed to do. All right. I've been pretty consistent about this saying in games one and game two, it wouldn't have made a difference if Murray or Porter Jr. played. I don't think it would have made a difference at all because Michael Porter Jr. certainly is not a great defender. And Murray is okay. Maybe average to maybe a little bit better than average, but he's not a great defensive player. Last night, do you think the Nuggets would have won if Murray and MPJ were on the court? Oh, heck yeah. And I agree with you on that. When too. it get, when it's close like that, absolutely, there's no denying that would have made a difference. When, it, and I, I'd say frankly, anything in, mo, in with with extreme exceptions, if the margin is ten or fewer, then I think you can point to that to those two and say they would have made a difference. They would have turned a loss into a win. This is what the Nuggets need to look at in the film room as they prepare for Game Four. Why were they able to hold Golden State to 12 points in the third quarter? Now, you're certainly not going to do it for every quarter because that means that high-powered offense is only going to score 48 points. We know that is not realistic. However, they showed tremendous effort, making it difficult for the Warriors to score. But for the majority of that game, honestly, and certainly games one and two, the Warriors made everything look easy, while for the Nuggets, it felt like it was a struggle to score. They did, mm-hmm. but just watching it as an observer, it seemed like it was difficult for the Nuggets to not only hit shots, but get have open looks. For the Warriors, it just seemed so stinking easy, specifically in the final three minutes. Right, and the, and the, by the way, the other thing that happened in the – in the third in the third quarter, the Warriors were missing shots, but they weren't getting rebounds like that. It's funny we talk about the the rebound not gotten uh, at there uh, in the fi- in the final moments that Andrew Wiggins was able to, to to procure past Will Barton. Rebound the rebounding margin in the third quarter is fourteen four Nuggets. Well, here's something here's something else to consider why they lose games one and two for a lot of reasons, obviously, but it was second chance points. Mm-hmm. That's I mean we can we we can do lazy analysis and not you. Lazy analysis and say, well, they had all these offensive rebounds, and we just look at it that way. You can get all the offensive rebounds you want, 
But if you're not converting, right. that's the difference. And then there were zero offensive rebounds for the Warriors in the third quarter of that game. So there you go. No second chance. Obviously, no chances for second right. chance points in the quarter. Coming up after the break, George Payton met the media today. He was asked about not having a first-round pick. And you're going to absolutely love his answer. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda, loaded with inventory right now, so you can get the right car at the right price. You can test drive the Mazda CX-5, which is awesome, or the Mazda CX-30. Both rides are just fantastic. You're going to love it. Take either of them for a test drive today. Siltar, family-owned business. They've been serving Colorado families for over 60 years. Remember, at Siltahar Mazda, it is stress-free and it is hassle-free. That's the way it should be. Go to Broomfield today or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, George Payton held his pre-draft press conference today. Mace, you and I were both there, and uh, when George was asked about not having a first-round pick, he said, on that first day, we will watch Russell Wilson highlights. We love having first-round picks. We love having the early second-round pick. But we also love having a franchise quarterback that sets the tone every day in the building. I come in here. Russell is working. There's a reason he's great, and all the players are watching. Knowing how well Peyton did in the draft last year, how much do you think it's going to hurt losing a pair of first-round picks over the next two years and a pair of second-round picks over the next two years? could affect this roster long-term, even though we know year one for George Payton was a terrific draft class. What hurt they have is far exceeded by the helpfulness of have actually having a franchise quarterback. I mean, I think it hurts. It hurts a bit, but Russell Wilson coming in helps a ton. That's, that, that's, I, I think that that's, that's the way to look at it, that it, it may it may kind of be 10% hurt, but it's 90% help because you upgrade the most important position. Because even if, if they don't get Russell Wilson, you are talking about them probably taking a quarterback uh, somehow, some way, whether it was with pick nine or uh, by taking uh, the second, taking their second round pick, moving back up into round one and taking a quarterback there late, late in the first round. And that would have come with all the requisite questions. I mean, there is a saying, and it might seem arbitrary, but you can make the case, generally speaking, it is true. When you draft a quarterback that high, specifically in the first round, that guy doesn't work out. It's going to set you back at least three, maybe four years. Now, you might say, how does it do that? 
well, you're going to give a quarterback at least two to three years to see if he's any good. Is that fair to say? Yes. Then if the guy isn't very good, then you got to draft somebody else. That becomes year three, more than likely year four, and then you have to wait for that development. And that, and the thing is, that's why it like a flaw in the Broncos thinking, kind of as they went as they started going through this post Peyton wilderness. Right. If they Basically. knew, if they knew at the end of year one, and they probably should have. That Paxton Lynch wasn't going to work out. They should have gone back into the pond in 2017. They shouldn't have waited. I mean, the one thing you can credit the Arizona Cardinals for uh, when they had Josh Rosen. Now, they did have the number one overall pick in 2019 and pick Kyle Murray, but they recognized their mistake and they didn't come because you can make a mistake. And then if you stick to when you know it's a mistake and you stick too long to it, you compound the mistake. Did you like Josh Rosen coming out of the out of uh college i liked him more than you did oh i I forget about liking him more than first of all no one fell in love with josh rosen more than les shapiro no one and i busted his chops for a long time more or less well he he busted my i know i know (laughs) i mean at the end of the day uh i'm not always right when when you're right you like to point it out very rarely do you Mm -hmm. point out when you're not right i wasn't right on josh allen be the first one to say that. I don't think he'd be as good as he is. Then again, I don't think anybody thought he'd be this good, but I didn't think he'd be very good at all. But what I was told about Josh Rosen out of UCLA, his teammates didn't like him, and he was a pain in the ass to his coaches. And to me, that's all I needed to know. That is all I needed to know. Now, Peyton also said the Broncos will certainly look at trading up in the second round, saying this, quote, when we get to that second day, we will be on the phone calling every team now. Peyton mentioned you might be able to get a pretty good offensive tackle in the late first round or early second round. Broncos pick number 64. 64 is not early second round. So do you see potentially Peyton trading up if there's a guy that he wants and trading more draft capital to go higher in the second round to get an offensive tackle? Possible, but I think unlikely. Um, I think by saying kind of early second round, even early second round might be beyond the Broncos' uh, reach because uh, unless they offer some significant, some player capital of some sort, because it's not just that they're without a pick until pick sixty four this year. They can't. What can they? What do they, they can't really be in a position to give from next year because they don't have first or second round picks next year. And oh, by the way. One thing that is bubbling beneath the surface is they would like to add, in at least in terms of volume, uh, some picks to next year's uh, to, to next year's potential draft hall, and they don't have compensatory picks in all likelihood coming back from the compensatory pool uh, that would kick in for next year. So, I think in theory it sounds interesting, but I think it's much more likely that they trade back from sixty-four rather than trade up from 64. We always talk about the Broncos window, but let's just look ahead just for a second. All right. How many picks do the Broncos have next year? Did I hear correctly that it's only four? It's yeah, I believe it's four. It's, it's low. Cause they, they, they don't have, they, they do not have obviously um, their first and second round picks because those, w- those of course were conveyed to, um, to the Seahawks in the, uh, in the Russell Wilson deal. But they are also uh, missing, if I can just get it here for you, um, they are missing 
a they are uh, missing a sixth round pick because that was part of the Trinity Benson trade. Um, wow! And they and then in, in the seventh round they traded their seventh round they they traded uh, their seventh round pick to San Francisco, but they got a seventh round pick back from Minnesota as part of the uh, Stephen Weatherly deal. So they're sitting on uh, on picks in rounds three, four, five, and seven. So that's only I'll four you, choices. I, I don't know if I've heard anybody say this, so allow me to be the first. This draft is really important for the Broncos. Now, you can make the case every draft is important for every team, but I'll tell you why. I think this draft is incredibly important for the Broncos specifically this year. Number one, you just laid it out very nicely. As of right now, they only have four picks in the draft next year. As far as bringing in free agents next year, uh, Russell Wilson will likely have a new deal by that time. Bradley Chubb could be on a franchise tag. And Draymond Jones, if they want him back, they might pick between Chubb and Draymond Jones. But both are going to cost some money. Then you throw in Russell Wilson's contract. We don't know what that's going to look like. You're not going to have a lot of room under the cap. Right. And so how by, are you going to reinfor- re- reinforce? Well, by not having room under the cap, the, the easiest way to do that, at least the back end of the roster, is by having picks. And I think that is one thing that I think you should keep your eye on in terms of in terms of this year's draft. Um, and especially, one thing that both George Payton and his assistant GM, Darren Muji both discussed is how because of the COVID year and players getting an extra year of eligibility, you had more players that chose to come back for a bonus 2021 season. Thus, last year, the late rounds and then the undrafted pool were relatively shallow. This year, they're relatively deep. But here's how that plays into next year. If you believe that there's a deep pool and that means, all right, you've got some talent sitting there that can still be had in round six, round seven, I would look for the Broncos to make some trades where they still end up with nine or ten picks this year, but trade back, and maybe the primary asset they get in terms of trading back is, say, a, 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 let's say, for example, they decide to trade down from pick 75, okay? And perhaps it's a type of deal where they trade down from pick 75, and maybe the, and they and they get a sixth-round pick this year, and a fourth round pick next year. So you see they're kind of bolstering that middle group of picks for next year while having the same number of total picks this year. I can see as you get into rounds three and four, by the way, they pick 115 and 116. Look out for deals like that, which keep them the same number of overall picks in this year's draft, but kick most of them to the perhaps the final couple of rounds and use that to try to get third to fifth round picks in next year's draft to try to fortify that class. I could really see that happening. I mean, looking at the free agents for next year, we haven't even started the draft for this year, but I'm talking about next year free agents. They don't have a lot of big names, which is very good for them. Bradley Chubb is a big name. We'll see how he does this season. We've already talked about Draymond Jones, but who are other guys they might want to consider signing back? Now think about this. They have two tackles, two right tackles right now, who are going to be up next year. Calvin Anderson, 
Billy Turner. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of those guys, I think Billy Turner is going to be your starter. So he is going to be a free agent next year, unrestricted free agent. And then you might lose Calvin Anderson as well. Though Billy Turner is going to be 32 by next season. You can go Malik, year to year with Billy Turner, basically. Right. Malik Reed. But after that, let's see how Dalton Reisner does. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Kareem Jackson. We'll see how Eric Tomlinson plays because we know he's going to be a blocking guy, but he's not going to cost you a lot of money. After that, they really don't have a lot of guys that they might want to pay a lot of money to to bring back. Maybe Mike Boone, but they're not going to pay him a lot of money anyway. Actually, the so, one the one to keep your eye on is Alex Singleton, the linebacker they signed from Philadelphia on a one year deal in this year's free agent class, and uh, uh, it's questionable how much playing time he's going to get because we may see a lot of formations with only one inside linebacker, which would leave him or Josie Jewel, only him or Josie Jewel on the field and not both. But if he shows enough, especially and on special teams as well, I could see them bring Singleton back next year as well. Uh, by the way, this is coming from our friend Drew Goodman, who covers the uh, Rockies as their lead play-by-play guy. Rockies postponed tonight. They will have a split doubleheader tomorrow. Coming up after the break, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Nuggets on Sunday, four-point underdogs to the Warriors. What you doing? Are you picking the Nuggets and taking the points? We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at TheOptimumGolf.com. Every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Mike Malone said following last night's loss, come Sunday, we have a decision to make. Are we going to roll over or are we going to fight like hell? Nuggets, four and a half point underdogs to the Warriors on Sunday. Are you taking the Nuggets and taking the points? I'm taking the Nuggets. I think they'll, and I think they'll cover it's the old courtesy win uh, when you're behind 3 nothing, and then going back on the road uh, for Game 5. I think the Nuggets will get that on Sunday. Do you know what the point spread was yesterday? Uh, was it like 4, somewhere around there? 2. Oh, okay. And what would you have done just for fun? I mean, it's in hindsight. Of course, you're going to say, well, I would definitely take the Warriors. But would you have been tempted to take the Nuggets and the points? No. I always thought 
once they came out of Golden State and I changed my pick from from Warriors in six to Warriors in five, in my mind, I thought it was going to be the Warriors get game three, the Nuggets get game four. Well, I hope it goes five at the very least because I picked this series to go five. Um, but I have a feeling I'm going to be wrong. And you picked them in six, and I definitely think you're going to be wrong. Um, I would take the Warriors. I just think they're more battle-tested. And really, uh, the Nuggets have played one very good quarter of defense. And other than that, uh, when you look at the perimeter with Poole, Curry, and Thompson, they combined to score 80 points. You still can't stop these guys. And Aaron Gordon had a really good game uh, on the boards and scoring and wanted to get him another loss. Guys, what do you think? So as much as I want to see the Nuggets win, I just don't think they can play 48 minutes of basketball with the Warriors. I just don't. And when we watch the Nuggets melt down in the final three minutes, and you, you said it very well earlier on in the show, Will Barton playing hero ball um, when he should have gone to Jokic or maybe should have gone to Aaron Gordon. He didn't because that's just a knucklehead move. And you can expect it's not as if uh, Will Barton is going to change who he is. He is who he is. No doubt. I mean, I think I, I saw something today um, that the Nuggets have lost uh, seven playoff games in a row when Will Barton's been on the floor. Because remember, he didn't play against Portland last year in the first round. Right. Well, and, he wasn't, and he didn't play in the bubble when they went all the way to the conference finals. Listen, the, the Nuggets have lost seven consecutive games with Jokic on the floor. The last time, but the, the, yeah, but you can yes, you can say that. But Jokic was also a part of the bubble, and Will Barton wasn't. Well, they had Jamal Murray going off for fifty, and then but then when Jamal Murray didn't have it going, you had because as we saw in the Clippers series, for example, he they keyed on him, and then Jokic went off. You. There's there's something to having the possibility of multiple guys being able to carry you, whereas this Nuggets team, only one guy can carry him for for a night. That's 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 the fundamental difference between this team and the one that went all the way at the conference finals in the bubble. That there's just no one else is capable of of, of handling the load. It has to fall all, all on Jokic and you, and to kind of go back to something that we that you touched on earlier in this segment about went about Will Barton playing hero ball that you got 14 seconds on the shot clock and he's launching it from 29 feet and Nikola Jokic isn't involved biggest possession of the year arguably and Nikola Jokic isn't involved in in the play because Will just decides to chuck it I got to tell you something this might surprise you do you remember when the Nuggets went into last offseason and there was a decision on whether or not to offer Bill uh, Will Barton a contract. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was actually in four of it. I was a four. I was in, in favor of it. Yeah. But there's a reason why. Because what other options did you have? Compazzo, Austin Rivers, Monte Morris. You knew that um, Murray was going to be out for the season. PJ Dozier. I mean, really? You had to bring back a guy who you know has the ability to put up 20 a night. He's just completely underperformed. Now he has a year left on his contract. His cap hit is $14.3 million. 
it's not starters money, but even if Conley tries to trade this guy, who's going to want him? I mean, he has he has the ability to, to, to put up 20 night, but how often does he show that ability? I he agree. Had, he has. He had a great opportunity yeah. this year and completely blew it. Yeah. In 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 the since February 26th, he has two games where he scored at least 20 points. Two. Aaron Gordon is not an offensive player. Let me repeat. Aaron Gordon is not an offensive player. He never has been. When he was in Orlando, because he was the fourth overall pick in the draft, people in Orlando expected him to be an offensive player. He'd be the first one to tell you that's not his game. What does it tell you that Will Barton was the third leading scorer for the Nuggets in the regular season behind Aaron Gordon? That should tell you everything that you need to know about what kind of season Will Barton has had. And they said it on the broadcast yesterday, but I think you and I have talked about it on the show anyway. When you look at all 30 teams in the NBA, Aaron Gordon had the lowest per game average of all 30 teams for a second scoring option. Yeah. It's it's just not untenable. Do you, do you th- Obviously, there's not going to be a lot of market for Will Barton, but do you think they make Will Barton the scapegoat this offseason? You don't, he's not a scapegoat. He's, he's a reason why they weren't fair. He, he's a reason why um, they lost in the playoffs. Well, no doubt. Or, but or, I'm saying, do you think they make him a scapegoat and try to just get him out of here and say, okay, anything, uh, we're, we're making a change for change's sake? I, I view the word scapegoat for someone who doesn't deserve to be let go or fired. I see scapegoat as a negative connotation that somebody has to get blamed. Will Barton should be blamed. He's not a scapegoat. He's part of the problem. So maybe I'm, you know, mincing words with you here. Uh, Like as an example, um, a a guy, a, a, a coach on an NFL staff, uh, they, they fire the defensive backs coach. When the, when the team doesn't do very well because the defensive backs didn't play very well. Well, a defensive backs coach, quite frankly, doesn't have a lot of say in the game plan and, and so on and so forth. That's probably a scapegoat. Will Barton's not a scapegoat. He deserves to be let go. Period. A scapegoat would be, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a player on this team. Here, you know who would be a scapegoat? Aaron Gordon. He'd be a scapegoat. He's not the problem. That would be a scapegoat. The way they played in the playoffs, Aaron Gordon has been good one game, really didn't play well in the first two games. To me, he'd be a scapegoat on why they got blown out of the playoffs. Will Barton just isn't good. You see where I'm going with that? I see where you're going with it, but I think the point is the same. He's the head that you're putting on the plot. He's the head that you're putting on the platter. He deserves it. Uh, What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? We will discuss a career uh, landmark for Alex Ovechkin and also the Colorado Avalanche on the road in Canada tonight, taking on a very talented pair up in Edmonton. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
was doing just fine before I met you. I drink too much and that's an issue, but I'm okay. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. All the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV. When you buy from Colorado Off-Road, they're going to install everything. And they can also get you something aftermarket. You go to those big box stores. They only want to sell you something new. Colorado Off-Road, they want to sell you what you need and what you want because it's about you, the customer. It is not about them, the big box store that has to sell something brand new. And oh, by the way, mark it up a ton as well. With that, I want to bring in my guy, Jerry, from Colorado Off-Road from Littleton. Business is in Littleton. How are you, my friend? Great, Eric. How are you? I am great. Doesn't feel like summer right now with all of the wind, but with people wanting to go camping and boating, uh, what kind of things should people do to upfit to make sure they are ready for the season? Well, you know, some great things that people need to start looking at as we all want to go camping, boating, it's becoming hitch season, towing season. So things we need to look at is, do you have a hitch? Has your vehicle had a hitch? Maybe you bought a new one, didn't come with a hitch. You need to get that hitch and wiring and get it checked out. We do all that. The other huge thing people forget about is load control. Once you put that trailer on the back of your SUV, your truck, it's a little bit heavy, we misload it, whatever we do, there's great ways to do that. Whether it's airbags or Adelie's or Sumo Springs, there's ways to help control the load so you don't have any problems. People are going to buy that stuff because they need it. But give me something for the summer that somebody should get because they just want it. Well, don't don't us guys always want something new right? Uh, going on. You know, we always want the biggest, the best, whatever's going on. You know what I would recommend? You know, you only got so much room in the camper, the trailer to put stuff, but you want some locking storage. So it's time to get a bed cover. The cool thing about us, if you buy a bed cover from us and install it, and let me tell you, on 90% of our bed covers, we install it for free. Hmm. We install those bed covers for free. And because we're an authorized dealer for most of those bed covers, we actually get to double the warranty with the manufacturer. So if it comes with a five-year warranty, you can get a 10-year warranty if you buy it from us and have it installed with us. You can't get that if you buy it online. One, you're not going to get a free install. The other thing is you can't double your warranty that you really need or that you want to protect that product. That's an advantage of buying from us at Colorado Off-Road. I can't imagine too many places in town even have the ability to do that. No, you know, everybody does something different. We have added that free install just as a service. One is with us being able to double that warranty, it's an incentive to buy from us. And we want to make the customer feel like they've gotten something 
out of that double warranty or out of that install or buying from us. We don't want them to go shopping online going, oh, look at this. Is it going to fit? You know, we've had two calls today. Oh, I bought this online, but I can't install it. What do I do? I bet it's really easy to install, too, like really simple. Yeah. Most, I will say that <laughs> are simple, but there are other things that are not. Right. How do people find you? How do they get a hold of you, Jerry? Uh, several ways. They can always call us on the old phone number, 303-761-1264. We're also three blocks south of downtown Littleton on Prince Street at 6001 South Prince street in littleton or always go to our new website at cooffroad.com and by the way when you're driving south on prince street you cannot miss colorado off-road because you have a nice sign right up on the building so easy to find jerry you are awesome you have a great business in littleton colorado off-road colorado grown colorado owned colorado off-road 303-761-1264 or go to their new website cooffroad.com jerry hope you and wendy have a great weekend you too eric take care thanks pal time now for the final word the final word Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, 7 o'clock p.m. tonight, the Colorado Avalanche take on the Edmonton Oilers, who are currently second in the Pacific Division. The Avs have already beaten the Oilers, but it took them more than regulation to do so both times this season. They have a 3-2 overtime win and a 2-1 shootout win. And they've lost their last two versus the Caps and then in Seattle. Will the Avs bottle up the star duo of McDavid and Dreisaitl tonight? You know, I mean, ordinarily I'd say don't pick against the Avs, but uh, clearly they look like a team that's just trying to trying trying to get to the end and and and, and uh, not sustain uh, more injuries and uh, get to the postseason and uh, and maybe even you know reduce the ice time for some of their stars uh, just for a little bit so they're ready to go. So I'm going to take the Oilers in this. When you have two stars like that, it's hard to pick against a team like that because they they could just have a night and they're impossible to stop. I'll go with the Avs. I'm not going to pick against the Avs for the rest of the season. I don't care who they play. They, they, they can play the Russian the, the, the Russian team from the 1980. I'm picking the Avs. By the way, those, those guys from the Russian team are really old now. That's why I'm picking them to lose to the Avs. Good call. Thank you. Just in case you missed it, Alexander Ovechkin tied Wayne Gretzky and Mike Bossy. May he rest in peace for most 50 goal seasons in NHL history with his ninth such year. And he is now the oldest to score 50 goals in a season at 36 years of age. He's currently third all time in goals in NHL history. Where does this latest accomplishment put Ovi among all time greats of the NHL? Eric, you want to start? Yeah, listen, he's one of the greatest of all time, but I think you said it. It's an accomplishment to score 50 goals at the age of 36, but a lot of guys don't play to 36. You know, when a coach 
you know, reaches a milestone of like 700 wins, if they're self-deprecating enough, one of the first things they say is, well, I've coached a long time. That's why I have all these wins. Alexander Ovechkin, is he a top 10 player of all time? No, he's not. I don't think so. I mean, off the top of my head, there, there are 10 guys I can think of off the top of my head I'd rather have than Alexander Ovechkin. I think he's probably in that next tier. You know, no question. I mean, he's you, a great player. you're not taking long to call the role. And it's something you kind of touched on as well is, you know, he's 36. He's still doing this. And you know, there's a hic- there's a history of uh, terrific hockey players going back to, you know, even uh, Gordie Howe that uh, if you can play at a high level, and you're blessed with health. A lot of those guys can go deep into their 40s, and I could see Ovechkin doing the same thing. Right. I mean, as, as far as goals, yeah, I get it. As far as points, he's 20th. But he's still a great player. As far as goal scorer, yeah, he's top five goal scorer of all time. Just look at the numbers. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Uh, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. That's a, a great service. In the big box stores, they would look at you like you're nuts, like, what the, what the hell are you doing? But you could do that at Mountain High Appliance, not to mention their sales staff. That, that, that's where the, the customer service aspect just separates them from everybody else. Because when you make a purchase like that, you want great advice. You want what's right for you. I don't know if you can get the same customer service or advice in a big box store. When somebody sells you a, I don't know, refrigerator, they're probably selling you a big screen TV as well. You're not going to get that amount in high plants. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Nikola Jokic has now lost seven consecutive playoff games and is facing getting swept in back-to-back playoff series dating back to last season. And he is about to become a two-time MVP. This is really unprecedented, to say the least. You think something like that would happen to Jordan, Magic, Chamberlain, Giannis, LeBron? We'll talk about it next. Every time I'm walking out, I can hear you tell 